0: Welcome to another episode of the Writing Expensive Words podcast. On this show, we take a relational approach to turning readers into fans by using expensive words based on our emotions to write compelling stories. This way, instead of finding customers who read, we find friends and fans who will go on any storytelling path with us as we walk down the winding roads that make up our author journeys. Get ready to learn more about writing the story of your heart right now on Writing Expensive Words. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Writing Expensive Words podcast. Uh, Oh, I forgot to turn off my email, so I'm going to silence that right now. Okay, so today we're talking about the green-eyed monster, Envy. And we want to look at this because it's a possibility that envy is actually ruining your writing. And you might be thinking, Kristen, how can that be? Well, we're going to talk about that today. So comparison is one of life's natural deflators. And by that, I mean that when you compare yourself to someone else, you naturally have the tendency to feel like, oh, no, everything I'm doing is completely worthless, uh, comparison kills creativity and confidence in one quick blow, um, but envy is even more dangerous because it kills joy and grows bitterness, which is way more destructive than killing creativity and confidence. Today, we're going to talk about what envy is doing to your writing and to your life, and what you can do to stop it. So. The last few days, I've been uh, working, as always. I have a new course coming out on Listenable soon, so uh, I'll tell you all about that when it's going to happen. I'm really excited about it. Um, but in between working, uh, my husband and I got the like free trial for HBO Max because our kids wanted to watch Godzilla uh, versus Kong, and we got it like April 30th, so... Uh, We didn't know that the next day we wouldn't be able to finish watching the Godzilla movie we had started and that all of the Godzilla movies would disappear. So it was kind of a waste because we ended up having to rent the movie anyway. (laughs) But on uh, HBO Max, you can watch several different things uh, that were written and created by Simon Rich, including uh, An American Pickle, which stars Seth Rogen, and also... um, Oh no, what is it called? Hold on, I have to look it up. So it's Dark Ages. Let's see. Simon Rich, Dark Ages. miracle workers that's the name of the show so miracle workers dark ages um so my husband and i started watching that last year but we couldn't finish because tbs only lets you watch so many episodes and we saw that it was on hbo max we're like yes we're gonna write this and uh we're gonna watch this and then i realized that both an american pickle and uh miracle workers dark ages and the original miracle workers which i haven't seen uh, were written and created based off of short stories that Simon Rich wrote. And so I was like, who is this guy? Because I saw his name twice on two different things I liked in two different days. And I went online and I read his IMDb page. And I was like, oh, he's younger than I am by a year, right? Only by a year. But still, I was like, he's accomplished so much. He's written for SNL. He's done all these crazy things. He's um, his like title is American Humorist. So awesome. Uh, And obviously Miracle Workers Dark Ages is really funny. Uh, An American Pickle is funny and touching. And so I was thinking like, man, wouldn't it be so cool to be him? And that's where this slippery slope starts. Okay. So if you're like me, that means that you're a creative person and that you engage with a lot of creative things such as music, Art, writing, film, and that's kind of how you recharge, right? That's how I recharge. But this is the question I started to ask myself after I'd been listening to um, some really amazing music. Uh, I was listening to Taylor Swift's new album, not the re-recorded one that she did, but the one that came out. Uh, She came out with three albums this year, but so I was listening to the one I hadn't listened to yet, and I was like, gosh, she's such a good storyteller, Um, I wish I could think that way. And so I went down the slippery slope of thinking, you know, there are so many people I admire, but do I really want to be them? And that's where envy comes in. So uh, this is the question that I had to ask myself. This is a question that will serve you well if you think about it and ponder how it applies to you. Can you enjoy music, art, books, or films, whatever medium is your favorite, without wishing you were the person who created it? If not, so think about that. Can you do it? Because if not, envy is hurting you and all of your creative endeavors. How? Because the simple truth is there's only one you. You are the only one who can write the stories the way you do. Simon Rich is the only one who can write Miracle Workers or who could have written the story that inspired an American pickle. Uh, These are all things that he can do. And I'm not him. I'm not an American humorist. But I can write other things and I can create other art. But if I can't enjoy art at all without feeling sad or bitter or jealous, then I have a problem because I'm not going to create productive art. I'm not going to be able to use my personal power in a productive way when I have all these destructive thoughts coming into my head all of the time. And so if you're on the path where you can't enjoy like I'm not saying that every time you look at art, you feel jealous, but once in a while you look at the, the thing or you listen to the thing and you're like, why can't I be the one making this? Then it's time to re-examine your relationship with the art around you and with your own art. So the problem that comes in when you're having these types of thoughts is that you're not understanding how valuable you are and you're using envy like a vacuum to create emptiness in yourself. And so comparison stops us from creating. But what envy does is when we're trying to create, it sucks out all that creativity because we're like, oh, well, if I could just be like Simon Rich. Oh, well, if I could just be like Claudia Gray. Or, you know, whenever I'm uh, reading something by my favorite authors, I always think, oh, this is such a good idea. I wish I thought of it. Uh, like, for example, and the sun is also a star, which you can't see, but it's like right there. Um, by Nicola Yoon, she has the universe kind of act as one of the characters. And when I read it, I was like, oh, that is so smart. I wish I had thought of it because I write like this in this crazy science fiction world where it would be very helpful if I use the universe as a character. And it's not that I can't do that, but in the moment when I was reading, I was like, I wish I had thought of this first. And that's the part where I have to go back and be like, whoa, uh, you are thinking of plenty of things, self. Kristen. And you need to give yourself a break. Like, it's really cool that she thought of this. Just enjoy it. Just interact with the art as a participant. You don't always have to interact with art as another artist critiquing and comparing That sucks the joy right out of it. And that also, like I said, acts as a vacuum. Envy acts as a vacuum to suck out all the potential creativity you could get from being inspired by another piece of art. I'm not saying copy someone else, right? I'm saying you get inspired by interacting with other art, with other writing. And so that is why I want you to start thinking about this because I found myself thinking, oh, I'm never going to do anything. I wish I could be as smart as they are. I wish I could be as funny as they are and I'm not. And you know, like okay, honestly, humor is really hard for me to write. I'm working on it. But it's not something that comes naturally to me. To some people they are able to be naturally funny. Like my husband, he is funny without trying. Although he also takes more risks. He's willing to be uncomfortable to try to get the laugh. So he risks more jokes than I do, I feel like. Um, But he... You know, he naturally thinks, what's the funny thing? My son is like that. He's only eight. And he will try all these different things. And when he notices that something makes you laugh, he's going to double down on that. He's willing to be uncomfortable, but he's also always thinking, how can I make that person's day better? How can I make them laugh? And I don't naturally think that way to write humor into my books. For me, it's kind of like a last step where I'm like going through and I'm like, "Uh, I need to write something funny. And I got my um, manuscript back for Nia is old school for my sensitivity reader. And she's like, I laughed out loud at this point. I'm like, yes, because I worked hard for that laugh. But you know what? I, I'm i good at other things. Uh, writing with deep emotions comes naturally to me. That's why I do this podcast that's why i teach other people how to write using expensive words based on their own emotions so you know what that's what i have going for me and it's okay to say i'm good at this i'm not so good at this other thing and to acknowledge that and to move forward and to be able to enjoy film and storytelling and books uh From a perspective of this is a really good story, I'm going to enjoy it as an observer. I don't have to compare myself to it. I don't have to be jealous, be envious of the person who created it because that's not actually going to help me. That is going to suck all my creative energy away. Um, On HBO Max, leading back to that whole thing, you can watch all of the, um oh man, I'm going to say it wrong. You can watch all of the films by Hayao Miyazaki. I, I'm, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, but so I was watching Spirited Away with my kids this weekend, which it was their first time watching it. So experiencing with them as they were watching it for the first time. They're like, this is strange. And I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. And they're like, what's that one guy with the white face? Like, why is he is he evil? And I'm just, like, quiet. I didn't say anything about No Face, even though I wanted to. I was like, you know. And then I got to re-experience the story with them. I'm like, oh, gosh, the parents are going to turn into pigs, which is happens within the five, first five minutes of the movie. I don't feel like it's a spoiler necessarily. Um, And so I was enjoying it with him, and I wasn't feeling like, oh, why can't I think of such epic and creative stories? Because his storytelling is really out there, and you kind of have to agree when you're going to sit and watch that I'm going on an adventure with him, and I'm going to find things that I wouldn't expect. And that's what his strong suit is. And also, he's really good at conveying deep emotions in his work. Which, you know, is also my thing. But I don't have to watch it and feel like, oh, no, I'll never be as good as he is at this. And so I don't ever want to try. See? Envy is a creativity vacuum that leaves you feeling empty and gross. Like when you're hungry, which I'm kind of hungry right now. My stomach might growl. Uh, I need to have my smoothie, my lunchtime smoothie. I haven't had it yet. So I just want you to think about how you're interacting with art around you, uh, whether that's writing or film or actual like drawings or paintings. I want you to, if you're thinking, why can't I be that person who's creating it? I want you to notice it and I want you to stop and think and realize that you don't have to put yourself in that position. You can ingest art and then you can put out art. And you don't have to marry those two things together and compare those things and be envious because your art is still valid. Whether or not it receives the same kind of acclaim as the other art you're interacting with as a viewer, as a listener, that's something separate. But, you know, enjoying good art and knowing that it exists out in the world doesn't, invalidate your own art and it shouldn't stop you from moving forward you should be able to take the inspiration you feel when you see something that's so creative and fills up your soul and go make something cool or go take a nap if you want like artists have to be better about mental self-care we need to be more aware when we're working too hard which i've been working really hard uh, Monday, I was just like, okay, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to proof my, I'm going to prove my listenable course that I wrote. And then I'm not going to do anything because I just was completely drained. And then yesterday I was like, okay. And I was able to record everything in one day. And then today I was able to edit everything. So, you know, just don't push yourself to where you feel like you're getting depressed or stressed, or, I mean, we can manage our own, expectations we can manage our own workflows uh so and we can manage when we watch something that's really cool and we're like oh man i wish i could write a tv show which um you know a teleplay and which is something that i do want to do and i i'm looking forward to exploring um maybe next year we'll see but for right now i'm working on the old school series that's coming out this summer and it's You know, once I get it out there, I'm not going to read it and then compare it to every other middle grade book that's out. That's not what I'm doing it for. I'm creating this story to help people who feel shy, to help people who feel lonely, who are transitioning from teenage dumb into adulthood, and they're trying to connect with other people, including their families. That's what the purpose of this book is for. It's not to get, you know, 10,000 reads or whatever else. It's not to get thousands of dollars, because we're writing for connection. And when you're writing for connection, you're not looking at another writer and saying, I wish I was them, because then you you wouldn't have your own connections anymore, and you wouldn't be you, and you wouldn't be your amazing self. So that's all I have for you today. Sorry that this episode was late this week. But like I said, Monday, I was completely fried. And that's normally when I do these episodes. I want to remind you that you do not have to let envy or bitterness take over your life and that it is never too late to write the story of your heart. Happy writing. This has been another episode of the Writing Expensive Words podcast with me, your host, Kristen Spencer. I'd love to hear your amazing writing thoughts and questions from your awesome writing brain. You can find me on Instagram at kristen.n.spencer, or at Literary Symmetry. Or you can email me at kns at This podcast is funded by awesome listeners like you. If you'd like to support this podcast and keep it rolling, you can head over to www.patreon.com forward slash expensive words. You can keep all of my hosting and software needs going for the show by donating less than what it costs for one fancy cup of tea a month. And to be eligible to join writing coaching calls with me, check out the $12 a month sponsorship. You will get to ask me questions live about the story of your heart once a month and meet other cool writers. Thanks again for listening and happy writing.